Time to bring in John Van Beesbrook, former All-Star NHL goalie. He's the current Assistant Executive Director of Hockey Operations for USA Hockey. You may remember him as the goalie of our hometown Florida Panthers in their up-until-this-year only Stanley Cup appearance. First of all, John, i got an important question for you. Can I call you Beezer? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, Beezer, I was born in 1983 in New York, and mm-hmm. you know your Rangers team's kind of paved the way for my lifelong hockey fandom. And I just want to say, you know, myself, everyone I knew growing up a Ranger fan, we were super sad to see you go. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, but they were great years, and I wouldn't change it for anything. So you were traded to Vancouver as a prep for the NHL expansion draft. For people unaware of how the NHL expansion process works, teams can only protect a certain amount of people. And everyone else goes into a pool, and the new teams can take them. Um, Rangers couldn't couldn't keep you, traded you to Vancouver, and they ended up letting you go. So now you're headed to South Florida. Were you excited to finally be the primary backstop for a team? And what was your experience experience like coming from an original six hockey team to an expansion team in an area that's really not known for hockey? Well, it was a challenge, and uh, item number one challenge there was to create an environment and didn't think really too much about, you know, the personal aspects of it and what would happen to me. I just wanted to, you know, uh, start a new adventure, but I didn't know what to expect. And But, I mean, we had, um, you know, some familiar faces down there. Uh, one was being Roger Nielsen, who was our coach, uh, had him with the Rangers, knew a lot about him. So that familiarity led to, you know, some... I would say stable conditions. You know, we were a very stable team from the start. So um, stability, it, it allows you to sustain, and, and, you know, we had some success because of it. So it, it, I think most people knew you were probably going to be the, the number one overall pick here in this expansion draft, and it was a coin flip between Florida and, at that time, the mighty Ducks of Anaheim to see who would get you. Did you have a personal preference where you wanted to go? Uh, no, I didn't. I just... Um, you know, I had been to Florida. We had with the Rangers. We had played an exhibition game there uh, the year before, so I knew a little bit more about the Miami Arena than I did uh, Anaheim and in, in California. Played primarily in the East, so a little bit more familiar. So I would just say, you know, I with the expectations. I think I left a answer on, on a, a then voice machine that we used to use to answer. Telephones. I'm somewhere between Florida and Anaheim. <laughs> you can find me in Oklahoma when they get an expansion team. So <laughs> speaking of the NHL, you know, for a long time, it seemed like you needed a premier goaltender to win the cup. Before last year, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, who I think, you know, maybe off a down year, I still think he's the best goalie in the league. He won it twice in a row. Then last year, yeah. you kind of had a duo of lesser prominent goalies, Darcy Kemper, Pavel Francouz. Yeah. Then this year, Aiden Hill wins the, is the Stanley yeah. Cup champion goalie. He wasn't even their starter to begin the playoffs. Do you think that this will yeah. become more the norm in teams saying, hey, we can win it all with just a great defense as opposed to needing one of the best backstops in the game? Well, I don't think they, the teams that have won planned on it being that way. <laughs> um, you know, it just kind of happens, and you have to, um, you know, make decisions accordingly who's going to give you the best chance to win. I, I think that, I mean, I can point to, you know, some teams of the past where, say, the Detroit Red Wings won three cups with three different goalies. And, you know, that didn't happen, but those – those guys were Mike Vernon and Dominic Kashuk and Chris yeah. Osgood. turned out to be stalwart guys. But, I mean, maybe we're seeing the emergency or emergence of Aiden Hill become a, 
you know, a real big-time goalie, which happens by getting an opportunity. The Darcy Kemper thing, you know, just that I don't think anybody was beating Colorado last year because yes. they were such a good team. However, you know, uh, Niemi comes to mind who won with Chicago, and we can go over different types of things where it has happened. Is it going to become a trend? Probably not. You need a, you, you need a big-time big cat in there. Um you know, and I think that, you know, Bobrovsky didn't start this year, but it just showed that when he came on, he gave them, you know, a con Smythe type of approach to the to the playoffs, which you need. And I, I believe that you need that the best goalie in the league in order to win. It's interesting you bring up Bob because this this city went from, you know, wanting to run him out with pitchforks to wanting to build a statue of him in Sunrise. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm so glad that he turned it around. Speaking a little bit on your role as uh, assistant executive director of hockey operations for team uh, for USA Hockey, for a long time, Canadians and international players dominated this league. Can you tell us a little bit about ADM, the American Development Method, yep. and speak to how American hockey has come leaps and bounds even in just a decade or two? In the past few years, we've seen two number one overall picks, Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, not only be taken number one, but thrive in the league. Kane, before that, what are you guys doing at, at the fundamental level to, to make us uh, at the forefront of the NHL? Well, I'm currently at, in Buffalo, New York right now at our um, Select 17 camp to select a team to go play at the Holinka Grensky tournament, where we have, you know, 180 players vying to make 23 spots. And, you know, it's the, we have a very vast country now with players coming from all over the place. If I show you the list of players and where they came from, you'd be shocked. And, you know, it's just we're getting better players from Florida from California, Texas, and, you know, our country's big. And so we're getting the numbers. That's number one. But we're also educating the coaches. Our coaching education program probably is one of the most widely respected around the globe. Uh, we constantly are asked to go down and uh, or up or, or over to, you know, lead the global initiative on coaching. So I think we followed some pretty good principles um, you know, with our six-year-olds to eight-year-olds to 10-year-olds. And, you know, our concepts are proven out with the American development model. It's a model that wants to have every player touching the puck and just not, you know, giving the puck to the best player and have them go down and score a goal, which, you know, used to be the case where somebody could skate through the team. And while that still occurs, we, we, we are aware of it. Uh, it's just a model that, you know, I guess shares the initiative and gets more puck touches and is following principles of really um, a lot of like the European game where you're you're focused on play with the puck, not without it. It's interesting you bring up Florida because, you know, when Jack Hughes was coming up as a prospect, I remember researching him and being like, wait a minute, Orlando, Florida? This can't be – how is this not Massachusetts yeah. or Michigan? Like, Florida has yeah. hockey players? Crazy how the game has grown. Uh, before I turn you over to Ira, I got to just, you know – Know from your personal uh, perspective here, like I said, I'm a New Yorker. Obviously, Rangers, Islanders, big big uh, rivalry there. And two of the best goalies in the league, two Russian guys, happen to play there. Igor Shosturkin, Ilya Sorokin. Who would you want for your franchise? Just so I can, if you do say Shosturkin, I can go back and rub it in my Islanders fans' uh, faces. (laughs) Well, they both are excellent. Um, I probably would choose Shosturkin um, at this point. Um, I, if you call me back next year, I might change my mind because that's how, that's how close it is. It's just, um, you know, still probably a little partial to, 
you know, to my time with the Rangers and what they've done with the goaltending position because the guy before Shesterkin is going into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, obviously, my partner, Mike Richter, and you can go on to the others that they've done such a great job with. And, and you know, I mean, it's a hard position to manage well. Ira, what do you have for Rob Beezer? Um I, this year, I went to games in Florida at Sunrise. I was in Tampa, L.A., Anaheim, all these southern uh, cities that were not traditional hockey towns. And I was in Carolina uh, right when people are talking about hockey and it's they're not talking about Duke Blue Devils and, and North Carolina Tar Heels. It's just, I think, this emergence of hockey in these markets that say, well, that's not a hockey market. I think, and, and not just doing well, but thriving in Nashville and those cities. That has, and when you go to the games, it's, I see more young kids uh, at these games than I do if I go to a Heat game or a Denver Nugget game or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. You know, Skylar Brindamore, Rod Brindamore's son, was on the NCAA champion Quinnipiac Bobcats this year. And, you know, Skylar basically grew up in Carolina, Raleigh, Durham area. And I point to him because, you know, of the commitment to the area to grow the sport. I played with Rod Brindamore, obviously a great coach with Carolina, but I mean, also Skyler's road was one where, you know, he didn't play in the best district area and, you know, but stayed there and played with, with people of his age and, and just kind of grew the marketplace. And that's what's happening around the country in places like Nashville, places like Anaheim, you know, and, and the Pacific district probably has the best, uh, group here at the uh, Select uh, 17 Festival and Development Camp, which is a tribute to them. They're you know they they've beaten everybody soundly and uh, you know hockey's big in California, so we're happy about that. Yeah, because it seemed like for years USA Hockey was okay. The Northeast, the Midwest, that's going to be. But of course, right. we have a vast country, so you have all these uh, these areas with super athletes. I mean, you down here in Florida and see that, and and you're seeing people playing. And I think that going to the Panther games uh, really led me to believe, like, wow, these kids are really into this. And this is not just going there and liking the mascots, but they know the rule. I mean, they they <laughs> play it, they talk about playing yeah. it, and I think it's that emergence. The fact that you put the all all-Star game this year, how big that the All-Star game, yeah. how, how popular that was, another step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously when the NHL sneezes, everybody gets a cold. But, the you know, the big impact on the All-Star game and the, the emergence of having lots of players playing, I mean, I think it's their numbers in the, in the state of Florida have, you know, probably on a five-time scale from even when I played down there and my sons were playing – uh, in the sport, I think they only had like 10,000 players, which may seem like a lot. Now they have close to 30,000 players. And so when you start looking at the numbers in each state, you'll be surprised at how they're growing from, you know, Washington to New York and the, you know, the non-traditional marketplaces, as you, as you mentioned. We're, we're getting the, the numbers up and, you know, having over 200 players playing in the National Hockey League, um, you know, 10 American-born players leading their teams in scoring. You know, Matthew Tuchuk, obviously his impact is going to be is going to be a way for the future down in Florida. So, I mean, we're just happy with the trend and the way things are going because USA has arrived. 
Yeah, I mean, we talk about the miracle on ice and the Herb Brooks and all those. And I think the next time, if, if America wins the gold medal, the, the idea is we don't want it to be a miracle. We want it to be expected. I think that's what you're trying to build with this, is that yeah. uh, that uh, USA is viewed as being elite because, because we have the elite players. And it's interesting because in basketball, it's the other way. The international game is stepping up so much and challenging the American. You see all these, you know, Jokic and Embiid and all the foreign players that are becoming so great, Giannis. Yeah. Uh, but in, now in hockey, now America, is, it's, it's, it's in the reverse with America stepping up. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, the world's a little upside down right now without having Russia participate and what's all going on there. But, you know, we are expected to win. We expect ourselves, when I put the coaching staff together and the teams and our groups of people, we expect to go on the international stage and win. And when we do have a best-on-best, best, which is coming in the National Hockey League uh, probably sooner than, than later, you're going to expect the American team to win. And that's what we expect. It's a good goal to have. We have to believe. We're the best believing. We're the best giving country in the world. So why not? And then one other thing is I've noticed now, I'm a big Penn State football fan. I mean, actually in the colleges, I mean, the commitment now you're starting to see in the American colleges in terms of hockey. I, I mean, I have friends, I, I call up and I'm like, well, are you going to go to a basketball game? And they're like, oh no, we're going to the hockey game. And that's the hotter ticket. I mean, it's more, it's hotter, it's a hotter ticket than even going to the football. So that I think has helped a lot of that. And a lot of colleges has become uh, college hockey has really stepped up. It has. And, you know, I mean, we can also point to, the women's side of the game where we have, you know, registration where it's over 90,000 registrations with women in the pro side of that coming. And I think the country is engaged. It likes the sport. It's a, it's becoming a safer environment. It's a very clean game and people are excited about it. Um, It may be a hard game from time to time to follow and watch. There's no doubt about that, but, you know, the young kids that play it when they get to 15 years old or, you know, they stick with it because you can go on and play it as an adult. Um, football is a hard game to go on and play as an adult. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> golf, but, you know, not to beat up the other sports. It's just uh, I think people are engaging with it because it's truly fun. Yeah, and I just think I was in Vegas. So you go, I saw the Stanley Cup finals and games in Vegas and games here. And it was great just to go back and forth. And the fans are into it. I mean, I look, I got to give NHL fans credit. When the game starts, they're back in their seats. I mean, the NBA fans oh, yeah. are underneath. I mean, that's why when the third quarter opens, I, I saw the heat for the heat should stop people eating food in the you know in the playoffs, especially the NBA finals. But, you know, the fans are in their seats. They're cheering. They know what's going on. I, I just love it. And as, as going to yeah. all these different... It just seems like it is really a sport totally on the rise and, and, and not just doing well, but thriving in the Nashvilles and the Vegases and the Floridas. Yeah. So, but I know you're well, super. It's a fast go game. Ahead. It's a fast game. Um, every minute matters in the game and the intensity. I, I think people really love the intensity of the game. Um, it's not down to the last out, the last minute, the last you know, uh, formation, you know, or who has the, has the ball. It, it changes quickly. It can change on the dime and there's a lot of drama there. And we're very fortunate to have the players that have can, can, you know, create that momentum in the game. And as far as Florida is going, I mean, they're obviously their run was fantastic. And, you know, we, we, we feel like we contributed with, you know, um, with with Keith Kachuk, a father, 
a great player, a Hall of Famer, and then having his son leading the way there, his brother Brady. You know, we we have some really great American-born players playing in the National Hockey League, and we're very proud of it. And what a clutch performances. I mean, those that's the one thing you just mentioned about hockey, about the goals. It's one of those games where you find yourself just holding your breath because it's like, you know, I like I think I just held my breath for three minutes because one team goes down, like you say, where they're playing Carolina, they'll go and they'll have a, a, a rush. And then Florida has the rush. And then you're back and forth. And each goal, you know how the value of each of that goals matters. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, I agree. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you coming on. I know you're super busy, and best of luck with USA Hockey and uh, and you know spreading this great game. Be well. Thank you.